Hello and welcome to the First Focus podcast. It's a bi-weekly show where we discuss topics that aim to help financial services professionals step up their digital and content marketing game. My name is Ellen Adams. I'm a client strategist here at Clients First and I'll be your host for today. You can listen to our podcast series on all the usual platforms or subscribe so that you don't miss any by going to bit.ly forward slash first focus podcast. Today we're talking about podcasts and how to make them work for the financial services sector. I have two great guests to discuss this with me today, Anna Hartley and Tilly Ogden. Anna and Tilly are both key parts of our client team here at Clients First and are both highly involved with some of our clients who have found success through podcasting. Nice to have you here, Anna and Tilly. How are you both today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. It's really good to be here. Yeah, really happy to be here today. Great stuff. Good to have you on this podcast. So I thought we could start with an introduction to both of you, um, what your roles entail within Clients First. Now, I'll come to you first, Anna. Okay, well, as Ellen has explained, I'm a CSM at Clients First. That's a client success manager. Um, My background was 20 years in digital marketing, working on the client side, but now I'm working at um, Clients First on the agency side. So the role is is quite different. There's lots of variety, working with multiple clients, all at different stages of their marketing journey that we've been asked to help them with. Accord is one of our biggest clients. Um, They are the intermediary side of YBS, um, and they're a big client that I work on. So that's all about mortgage brokers with them. Um, In 2018, Clients First helped launch a new idea called the Growth Series, which is a hub of resource for brokers to help grow their businesses. Um, It consists of blogs and guides, videos, and of course, podcasts. Um, And it's now at over 7,000 signups to receive weekly content, which includes podcasts regularly. Wow. So it seems like a very, very big client in terms of Yorkshire Building Society, and we've, we've made great kind of paves in terms of stepping up their content game especially with podcasts yeah absolutely yeah it's proved really popular a lot popular than I think they first thought it would be on the outset but there's obviously a need in the market there for brokers to have this resource and Accord are the only really people who are out there doing this as well so it's been great success brilliant and Tilly can um, you introduce yourself to um to our listeners yeah, I'm Tilly. I'm also a CSM at Clients First, fairly new to Clients First in general, but um, I've been also working on podcasts and other marketing activity for our client FLM, which are a wealth management financial planning client based in London. So they do a lot of podcasts and they've been doing them for the past couple of months and they've been received really well by their customers and potential clients too. Great. Thanks, guys. So you're both on the the client delivery side from what I've gathered there. And you're on point really with carving out the strategy for both of your key clients, Accord Mortgages and FLM. And you play a key role in making sure that's delivered to kind of their objectives and, and core objectives. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So Anna, you mentioned you've been working with Accord Mortgages and you introduced back then just, you know, the start of their growth series podcast. How long has that been going for? Yeah, well, it was it was really uh, the beginning of 2018 when the growth series started. But because it was new, we were trying lots of different things to start off with. So there was blogs, there was guides, but also they kind of realised that the brokers are on the road a lot 
when they do their business. So they're not just sitting at their desks on a computer and have time in their lunch break to read stuff. They are actually, well, were um, before the pandemic um, on the road quite a lot. So the idea of a podcast that they could listen to in between their meetings and while they're in the car seemed like a really good way to go and to test that. So that's how that came about. The first podcast with, was with Chris Shrutups, who is the founder of The Mortgage Hut. And the topic was how to grow your brokerage from naught to 2.5 million. And as you can imagine, it was very popular. <laughs> yes, very. So it's all about for Accord Mortgages then, providing value to their mortgage broker audience. Yes, absolutely. It's giving them those resources to help them grow their business, whether that's around industry topics and things that are going on at the time around buy to let or first time buyers. But it's also about um, marketing, sharing marketing knowledge with them around social media, email marketing, website marketing. They might not naturally have any skills around, but we can help them with that and help them to grow their business in that way. That's great. And for anyone wanting to go and have a look at the growth series and find Accords podcast, where would they they find them? Yeah, they would go to growthseries.accordmortgages.com. Um, and they would be asked to sign up for some of the bigger, deeper guides that we have on there. But everything else, like the podcasts and blogs, they can take a look around straight away. That's great. Thanks, Anna. And Tilly, you mentioned FLM. We've been doing a lot of work with them, haven't we, around building their brand presence up and creating a bit of independence for them as um, as a firm to really share their knowledge. How did the Free Like Me podcast come about and what's the schedule look like for FLM? So the Free Like Me podcast is definitely like you you were saying is is a way for them to kind of bring situations kind of maybe financial planning issues that people might be living day to day and just kind of bring it to a real level that um, the customers and clients can understand and I think that was with the aim with the brand relaunch that happened recently I think that's what we wanted to focus on kind of giving them that personal and relatable content and that's what we kind of aim for so it varies from retirement topics to financial basics even and even series that we've done recently like money habits just day-to-day things that people struggle with maybe that they just need some advice and help with and that's kind of what our aim is with the podcasts. Yeah, that's great. And um, we, like me and you, have been working closely, haven't we, with FLM? So it's a little bit different to record in terms of it's direct to client content. So it's been really nice to kind of put the personalities of the FLM team across through podcasts and shine a light on those that have very keen interest in their specific subject areas so it's been uh, it's been nice to have a range of guests on it hasn't it yeah definitely and I think it just kind of breaks that corporate business wall that sometimes happens in some instances and it makes clients who are listening feel a bit more comfortable about the topics they're talking about whether it's kind of savings or planning for the future that sort of thing yeah and with FLM's Free Like Me podcast, can that be found on the usual platforms? Yep. So that can be found on all your usual platforms like Spotify, um, Apple, all those sorts of platforms. And you can find it on the website in their FLM hub. So that's where we contain all blogs, podcasts, which are easily and readily available. Great. Thanks, both of you. And so for anyone out there that's listening now, maybe wanting to tap into podcasts, What are the biggest challenges that a business might face if they were going to look at 
starting one? I'll come to you, Anna, first for this question. Yeah, thanks. Um, I would say it's not the technology side of it because there's so many platforms out there like this one that we're on today that are you know free and are readily available and very easy to use. So it's not particularly the technology side, but what I'd say it more is is the the basic technology of the participants. Sometimes if they've got access to that link through Chrome or whichever platform and also that they have a microphone to be able to do that and the computer to link in as well and sometimes we've had just basic technology problems just trying to get everybody to join the recording at the same time so I would definitely advise that you you do some testing of that beforehand and like anything it's it's all in the planning and the process of getting it together as well and really thinking about what is your audience going to be getting out of the podcast why do would they want to listen to it for 20-30 minutes of their day Um, and addressing the questions and concerns that they have around that topic as well to make it a really interesting um, podcast. Yeah, and I know you're a big fan of a plan, Um, Anna. I am a big (laughs) fan of a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Fail to plan, you plan to fail, or whatever the expression (laughs) Fail to plan, yeah, you plan to fail. That's (laughs) it, yeah. So let's talk about planning then, just in a little bit more detail. So. How do Accord, for example, plan their podcast episodes or series? Oh, that's giving away the secrets, Alan. I can't tell you that. <laughs> no, I can't. So, um, first of all, we we do take a view of uh, like when it's going to be published in the future, and basically work back from that point um, by deciding who the participants are going to be, trying to get those dates in the diary for everybody to come together to do the actual recording. And like I said, um, and having some time in there to do the testing beforehand as well to make sure it's all going to work on the day. But it's also about bringing uh, what we call a briefing document together. So that really lays out pretty much how we've done today in terms of what the introduction is going to look like, what the outro is going to say at the end to where people can listen to this one or, or next ones as well. But also thinking about, is it a series? Are you going to be starting a series of podcasts or is this a one-off that you're testing? Because you need to position it within the podcast as well and then really having a thing like I say about the questions and what the concerns of the audience are that you're addressing in those questions to make it interesting and relevant for them. So it's about identifying guests, identifying topics that are going to resonate with your target audience and definitely testing the software that you're going to use to record the podcast. Yes, but I also think that it's about how you then going to promote that podcast as well. Where are you going to post it so that people can actually find it easily if you're not already established and you haven't got people already signed up to the series on whatever platform they use so thinking about the social channels um, and how else you're going to promote that podcast and using the network of the participants is usually a good route as well um, especially if they're sort of industry leaders yeah and and just some some tips for our listeners you know we use podbean and have used libsyn in the past as um as kind of platforms to host and upload our recordings to Tilly, have you found any challenges for businesses at the moment when they come to think about starting podcasts or are in the thick of recording them? Following on from what Anna's saying, I think it's just good to have a bank of people and just backups and to have a list of people that you know would be willing to talk on a podcast in case something falls through the technology doesn't work that you kind of quickly need to resolve it and think of who else can I get on that's going to be able to talk through this subject I think that's kind of one of the main things that I found especially recently working on podcasts is just to be prepared how important is it and you know we've spoken about challenges with guests and 
and maybe the technology not working, how important is it for a podcast to be consistent in terms of the publishing schedule? I think with any sort of content, even if it's social media, blogs, podcasts, you've always got to be consistent. I think if you just put out a random podcast on a Tuesday morning and then don't post one for another three weeks or another month, it kind of gets a bit lost. I think you've got to keep the momentum going and keep that movement and get people excited every time you're going to post. And especially so with FLM recently, we've been doing a series on money habits. So we've done retirement habits, kind of habits in terms of how to educate your children. And then we've also just done finance habits in general. So I think that's If you do series like that, it keeps that engagement going because people want to listen again. They want to learn more each week. Mm, So it it builds, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Are you in the same camp, Anna, in terms of, we mentioned you like a plan, having schedule and sticking to that publishing date each, each time so users know where to come and know when a new episode is being released? Yeah, I think that helps um, to know that there there is a regular spot that's coming out. But I don't I don't think it needs to be so wedded to it's got to be this Thursday of the month every time. It can't there is a bit of flexibility on that. But I think it like Tilly said, it's about building that momentum, building those followers. I mean, the um, podcast for growth series over the last three years were nearly up to twenty thousand downloads. So people are regularly going to that and listening to the next one and I think it's that anticipation that comes with it as well that you know they know there's another one coming and they're looking forward to that as well. Wow 20,000 downloads is a big milestone. We've talked about the challenges in setting up podcasts. Do you feel as though podcasts and let's reflect specifically within financial services are accessible to businesses of all different sizes or is it only achievable for for larger firms? What's your take on that? And I'll, I'll come to you, Anna. Yeah, I think definitely the technology is, is there for anybody to have a go at it and, and do it. I think um, the only barrier really is about resource and somebody having the time to to do it and edit it. But some of the some of the competitors for the growth series podcast are actually one man band brokers who are doing it themselves. So, yeah, it's absolutely open to anybody who wants to have a go. Um, and it's a great way to build your brand as well in the market. Great. And do you feel the same, Tilly? Yeah, definitely. I think even if you're, like you said, a one-man band or you've got an employees of like 100 businesses, I think the technology is so accessible and you could even record it on your phone with your headphones plugged in on the go. It's kind of, it's always there and it's always really easy to, to produce. Great. And how much of an impact does it have positively for a business in terms of setting up or, or creating a podcast channel? I'll um, ask this one to you, Tilly. I think it's like I was saying before, it it kind of brings the customers and clients together. It almost gives a sense of community in a way. I think it makes it relatable and it makes situations and kind of topics within, which can sometimes be a bit taboo, kind of open and for people to learn about as well. I mean, I'm not great with money entirely all the time. So it's when I've listened to podcasts about these sorts of things, even little tips about kind of savings for the future, it's it's just great to know. And I think it has a really positive impact on the business in that respect. Yeah, it's carving out, isn't it? What topic or or how you want to position your podcast? Is it going to be educational? Is it going to be value driven? And I think those two types of content for professional services seem to work well in terms of setting up a podcast 
platform. Would you agree, Anna, or have you got a different stance on it? No, I, I totally agree. I think I think the great thing about the podcast, the impact it can have, is it's just a different way to consume content for people. Um, and you can be very much on the go. The listener can listen to it in their own time, come back to it, listen to half of it, you know, just before they go to bed, like you're reading a book or, you know, on a train or in the car. It's so accessible and so flexible and how you can consume it that it just adds another dimension to um, to the way that people are consuming content nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. And I think podcasts are, are growing, aren't they, in popularity and people are subscribing, bookmarking to different episodes. So, um they're definitely kind of becoming more and more popular in a channel that people should probably look to explore, if not um, kickstart one. How does, both of yours experience, how do we measure the success of a podcast? I'll go to you, Anna. Yeah, okay. Well, as as previously mentioned, um, we've had over 20,000 downloads. So that's kind of how we um, get the data and the measurement of, of how popular the podcasts are for um, Accord's growth series. But it's also about the the PR that's been generated around that as well. They do pick up in the trade press on the podcast. So it's, it's great to see that being highlighted. And it's industry experts as well. So, you know, these are people who are known and they're influencers as well. But it's ultimately for us, it's about the happiness of the client and making sure that they're happy with the output that we've created for them and that we're kind of pushing the envelope all the time on the content that we're creating yeah and is that similar for you Tilly in terms of measuring by how many people have downloaded the episodes yeah definitely because it just I think it shows that people are engaged it's also just kind of if you're posting it on social seeing who likes it who's interacting who comments and then I think from business perspective we have seen in the past that sometimes the clients, they might go and actually follow up from that podcast and then speak to their advisor from that. Yeah. So I think that kind of helps gauge how people are perceiving it. If all of a sudden you're getting quite a few of your clients coming to you um, are talking about that subject, it's I think that kind of speaks for itself as well. Yeah, and you've both kind of mentioned that. Anna, you mentioned PR. Tilly, you mentioned social media. The podcast shouldn't be just seen as a one channel kind of distribution should it we can use it in many different ways to reach our audience and promote it do you see the benefits in kind of using podcasts as the core piece of content now for generating that engagement yeah definitely I think with like most content you can't just post it out there and expect it and expect people to kind of just find it and pick it up and respond to it I think you kind of have to push it down all the channels even if that's by an email at the same time letting know your community that this has come out now give it a listen it's just little reminders to help people direct themselves towards the podcast and to give it a listen um so yeah I definitely think it's beneficial to use all channels when producing podcasts and promoting it especially yeah, and you mentioned Anna guests using guests' profiles to promote the podcasts. Has that been an effective way of generating engagement for Accord? 
Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, obviously, if you've got industry experts talking on your podcast and then they're pushing it out via their own channels as well, it gives it that extra gravitas and stamp of approval that they, you know, that they approve of it. And this is a good thing for people to listen to who are part of their network. And it just gets that message further. Yeah, absolutely. And last question for you both. Do you have any tips for our listeners who might be interested in starting a podcast of their own? What would your one piece of advice be? I'll go to you, Anna. I say just be brave and go for it um what have you got to lose really (laughs) yeah Tilly just have a bit of a plan I think just have a bit of an idea of where you want the podcast to go um even if it changes over the course of the couple of months that you're doing it I think just have a plan and kind of be ready yeah absolutely I think my piece of advice would be don't be scared it's not as um intimidating as it might seem and it's just a chat at the end of the day sharing your knowledge and experience it's been great to speak to you both and thank you so much for sharing your experiences of of creating podcasts and successful podcasts for our clients I'm sure our listeners will be interested in exploring podcasts now and how they could start to bring this into their business so thanks guys no problem thank you thanks if you enjoyed this podcast keep an eye out for future episodes coming out bi-weekly by going to bit.ly forward slash first focus podcast to subscribe thank you for listening once again and we look forward to you tuning in next time